0: Worms crawl in, the worms crawl out They'll eat your guts and spit them out and when your bones begin to rot the worms remain but you do not so don't ever laugh as the hearse goes by for someday you'll be next in line and when death brings his cold despair ask yourself will anyone care
1: macabre may not be suitable for all audiences listener discretion is advised. Oh sh- I won't I won't lie this is like my third class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but what's the flavor?
1: Mm. It's a sparkling rose. Ooh. Yeah, it's a rose mm. cider.
0: That sounds really delicious. It is
1: really good. It's also really high alcohol percentage. (laughs) By the time I get to my episode, I'm going to be like a swashbuckling sailor, which is perfect (laughs) considering it's M is for maritime macabre.
0: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I'll just be
1: slurring my words the whole time.
0: We've reached happy hour.
1: (laughs) We've reached happy hour on Saturday at ten thirty in the morning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Actually, let's take a peek. I have some times on my phone. Uh, Oh,
1: wrong one. I'm Spanish at heart. I'm I'm Latin on the inside.
0: Heck yeah, Mm -hmm. heck yeah. I mean, okay, it's five o'clock somewhere. But like, like right now, based on where I'm looking at some foreign clocks. I mean London's at six twenty PM Okay. So, you know. Just saying.
1: Hey just when saying. you go when you go through life altering changes, it's totally acceptable to have a cider at ten thirty in the morning. I'm just saying.
0: hmm Agreed. Agreed. I'm sorry for all the fidgeting. I keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> One of my cords got stuck on my foot and I like literally shook it off and went bong. So I hope you didn't hear that.
1: I didn't. My dog is actually under my feet right now. <laughs> he just laid down on the ground. He's like, oh, come on, mom. <laughs> I'm feeling why? He's feeling why? lonely. Keep Aww. my feet
0: warm. <laughs> feet Wilma. I went out to get a drink of water and Lanny was like, I want you to love me now. And like <laughs> body slammed my foot with his butt. And I'm like, dude. Get a grip, man! That cat cannot leave my my side.
1: I got a needy one too. <laughs> so needy! She's staring at me. Those cute eyes. Oh. Okay, you need to go chill. <laughs> you need to go chill.
0: I just have to Is ignore he... him. There you go. I'll be like, fine, I'll go sleep somewhere else.
1: <laughs> Put your hands on the table. Don't make eye contact.
0: Yep, don't make eye contact. That's how it get. That's how what happens. They look at you with those. There goes. Stupidly cute eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait, he's back.
0: <laughs> he's like, I changed my mind. I think you're looking. I'm coming back.
1: <laughs> oh man, here we well, are.
0: Here we are on this lovely, aka really shitty,
1: gloomy, gloomy
0: day. Doomy, gloomy doomy,
1: gloomy doomy day.
0: <laughs> Perfect. It is.
1: There- There might even be a full moon. I'm not sure.
0: Actually, let's look that up right now.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's either it just happened or we're really close.
0: Oh. Oh. Well, uh, we had a pink moon on April 6th. We have a flower moon on May 5th. What the hell is a flower moon? I have no idea. But we got a strawberry moon after that in June. And in July, we have a buck moon. Hmm. But with how things have been lately, that, you know, okay, good preface to this episode. When people say there must be a full moon coming because everybody's like crazy. It's true. If you've ever worked retail, you know, that's true. (laughs) Also,
1: I believe that Mercury is in retrograde right now. It is. And it's something to do with like the Taurus sign. Yep. And that's me. And so, yes. And so (gasps) legitimately, yes, my entire life, probably TMI for our listeners, but my entire life has come crashing down around me twice in the last two months. But I'm fine. Everything's good. I'm fine. I'll be just fine.
0: Heck yeah. (laughs) Because Hallie freaking rocks people. (laughs) I try. And heck yeah. You don't even have to try. It's natural. But we need to give a shout out to you because your birthday's tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. I forgot with all the craziness. I
0: Another could play year. like a really obnoxious song. No, that's okay. You don't but have to. <laughs> I... <laughs>
1: Happy birthday! <laughs> Early! <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, it'll be long gone. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Just so you know, like, yeah, we record in bulk and what we talk about now won't probably be relevant but
1: <laughs> by it's the like, time we're like how many months ahead <laughs> like 2 3 months ahead
0: yeah totally we're uh, recording at the end of april currently it, we, today is end of april so yeah just so you, that that's how far ahead we are we we like yeah. to we like to be ahead
1: i think this airs in july i want to say sometime in that time frame. okay but uh
0: heck yeah. it in later but, yeah
1: What do you have today? I
0: know we're on the letter L. Yes. We were talking about full moons. L today is for lycanthropy. Ooh. Yeah. And it will (laughs) Ow! Frickin' (laughs) woof. It's lycanthropy (laughs) time. (laughs) And I mean, no pun intended. No, it's actually intended. Every time I say that, it really is intended. But this episode is a wee bit hairy.
1: It's about to get hairy. <laughs> but I'm bumped.
0: <laughs> hairy parts of history, you know. Hairy parts of history and the historical cringies. They're all coming at us today. This is the one
1: creature that I feel is most likely true of all the cryptids. Yeah. Now what form that is whether it's a man changing into a wolf, I don't know if it's a shapeshifter, if it's mm-hmm. just its own thing that exists, but this to me is uh that in Bigfoot. I am a believer in Bigfoot as well. Mm-hmm. Don't get at me. I just <laughs> have my own theories on that and
0: um I don't know there's a lot we don't know. So Yeah, Possibly. exactly. And this this podcast is a no judgment zone. And I, I honestly think that every single kind of thing like that deserves its own space because in reality, there are a lot of things that could make those things plausible. Let's just be real. We live in a crazy, crazy, crazy reality. So I, yeah. And I, I don't think it's fair to say that it just, You know, stiff arm a situation and say that it doesn't exist without really digging into it. I think that literally goes for anything, not just concepts like Bigfoot or, you know, I think we, before we can really make a a really good decision about something, we have to learn about it first. Teach. Teach. I'll get off my macabre soapbox. I'm sorry. I just, I I believe in that. Like you you don't know things until you learn about it. So you gotta you gotta respect the subject. Uh, but yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. There are a lot of things that we will talk about later that I think come into play a little bit with this. And I I don't always necessarily think it's the stereotypical story of the werewolf that this plays into. There's a lot of weird things with the concept of a lichen or a werewolf that yeah. Listeners, I hope you're here in the future so we can delve into some things. Let's just say it's a little crazy how Hallie and I met. <laughs> yes. But that's a story for another time in the future. So And we both tuned.
1: have creature stories, creature mm-hmm. experiences firsthand. So uh
0: yeah. Yeah. True accounts, people, but hey, that's, we're going to be talking about that soon, but we don't want to give it away. We're just going to tease you a little bit. (laughs) It's common. So you may have heard me throw around the terms werewolf and lichen in different concepts. They are actually different. And before we kind of delve into different aspects of the werewolf and the lichen, uh, why don't we have another lesson? Lycanthropy 101, let's call it. So, what is the difference between a werewolf and a lichen? Werewolves only transform on a full moon and have no control over the transformation. Lichens, on the other hand, can transform anytime, anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, people are transformed into a werewolf or lichen the same exact way. Either they've been bitten or they were cursed into turning into one the first one of the first known recorded mentions in history of a werewolf dates all the way back to 660 six, AD oh my mhm they send back quite a ways so some of the first accounts that we know of that are not necessarily a lot of in-depth, but touching on the subject are from Petronius and Gervase of Tilbury. Um, just a little background on them. Petronius was a Roman courtier during the reign of Nero, and he was a writer. So he wrote about a lot of different things. Kind of the same case with Gervase of Tilbury. He was a writer too, but he was an English statesman who was favored by King Henry II. So he wrote in his free time. And they had both mentioned werewolves in some of their stories. The origin of the werewolf and the lichen is believed to be European, but we know that this story and this type of creature stems all around the world. There is a lot to unpack with this topic. It's not all about teeth and claws. Um, There's a lot of literature. There's a lot of true accounts from history. That we're going to delve into let's just say witches weren't the only ones that had trials hmm, That's yeah nice to me mm-hmm. i didn't know about this either until i started digging so this is pretty intriguing so you might wonder how lycanthropy got the name so it's a combo of two greek words lycos for wolf and anthropos for man the concept of humans transforming into wolves can obviously date back millennia, but one of the more popular literature pieces is in the El- the Epic of Gilgamesh uh, from Mesopotamia, all the way back in 2100 BC. And this story is about a hero who abandons a love interest because he learns that she turned her ex into a, a werewolf.
1: <laughs> oh, yep. He's probably like, I need that's to get a, out of here. <laughs> that's a big red. That's a yeah. big red flag. That's a yeah. wolfy red flag, right a big there. Big wolfy
0: red flag. Yeah. And honestly, though, wouldn't you be nervous? Be like, um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Just be like, don't turn me into a
1: werewolf,
0: <laughs> unless you're into that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. In that case, okay. Sure. Teach their own. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Another famous account comes from uh, 1550 BC with King Lycaon of Arcadia. Uh, He served human flesh to Zeus and Zeus got pissed. So he transformed him into a wolf for his crimes and that's actually where the term lycanthropy derives from is that story of King Lycaon. There is a story that you know how rumors are and how people can talk up people from the past but allegedly in 700 bc there was an olympian boxer that went by the name of demarcus uh and it was said that he actually was able to change shape into a wolf and he was transformed that way after a sacrifice and for nine years He was that way until he became a man again. Now, yeah, and that story of Demarcus, though, it stems from the story of King Lycaean. So people actually considered that story, though, of the boxer to be true more than the other parts of the story. So but I, I think that we need to mention them together because they kind of go together. Mm hmm. But listeners read up on that because it's pretty interesting. But we know that lichens and werewolves aren't just reserved for famous literature. There are true accounts of some things. Now, that's something that we can talk about with... We're dealing with the same kind of attitude of werewolves as people had towards witches. In now, it's up for debate exactly what year but the references span from 200 to 299 in france now we're talking about things getting hairy in this episode I, the hairiest thing probably is going to be my attempt to pronounce things <laughs> i apologize in advance um i hope that you'll stick with me on this there are a lot of different names and countries and towns that we're going to cover I'm going to do my best. Let's just say that me talking isn't a strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> I took many years of French, so let's see how well this suits me. Here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who knew it was going to come in handy for the podcast?
0: Yeah, for real. Who knew I'd be talking about this? Oh, Francais. Anyway, <laughs> in France, Rimbaud de Pinatome was a trained military man. He allegedly took form of a wolf after being disinherited by a nobleman, Ponce de Chaboteur. Nah, no, I, did, I did not execute that last name properly. I slaughtered that. No Sounded good to me. Thank you. I apologize, Ponce. Not my best word. Uh, but in this form... Uh, De forced many farmers to abandon their homes in this time, and he mangled a lot of older people with his fangs and he ate children. And Shit. he uh huh, and he returned to human form only after a woodsman chopped his paw off.
1: This isn't the same guy that was the notorious serial killer. Mm-mm. No, somebody uh, else.
0: Okay. Yes, we're gonna get into Peter Stubb later. Oh yep, that's who I was thinking yep. of. Okay. Yep. Um he he was a real winner too. But um De Pinatom was a bigger name back in the Middle Ages, but not as big as Peter Stubb. But yeah. Oh, we'll talk about Peter. But we haven't gotten there yet. There's a lot of a lot of accounts of things for this topic. It's a little scary. And we're going to see a trend. So, we're going to have to talk about this as well. Was it frenzy and mania also kind of bringing some of this on as we kind of saw with the Salem witch trials or what? But um a majority of this was taking place in France and Germany at, in the Middle Ages. Um in 1182, there was a Welsh historian named Géraldus Cambrennis, um And he apparently encountered Irish werewolves who transformed during their Yul- Yuletide feast. And this is because, reportedly, these individuals for- were from Ossery, which back in that time, people knew that they were cursed by Saint Nautilus for their wickedness, which is a reason why they were all werewolves. So he had written an account of his experience with that. In now again, we have some differing accounts here. So either in in the years between 1502 and 1521, there were very th- uh, very infamous a very infamous group of werewolves, three of them to be exact, in polygyny. There is Pierre Bergeot, Michael Verdong, or Udung, and Philbert Mentel. They were all burned at the stake for eating children, apparently consorted with wild she-wolves and allegedly had transformed into their wolf forms via a magic ointment or self. I think I have heard of that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different stories and accounts of that particular group. Um, And then later in 1541 in Pavia, Italy, a farmer who took form of a wolf was said to have torn many men into tons of pieces in the open countryside. Um, After being captured, he assured his captors that the only difference between him and a natural wolf were that natural wolves had their hair growing outward while his grew inward. Ooh. That's a really creepy statement.
1: Yeah. Is there any... I mean, I know that, like, newspaper articles and things going back that far, few and far in between. Is there any like historical documentation of this that you know of?
0: Um, The closest thing that we can really begin to kind of wrap our heads around actually can be seen with clinical lycanthropy. Mm -hmm. It's an actual disorder that people have. And this has stemmed back since the documentation of medical anomalies. And they still don't know truly what causes it. A lot of people have theories, but there haven't been as many studies done on it because it is a pretty rare case, but it's very well documented through history, which I actually wrote a note on this because we're kind of seeing a trend of this sort of behavior now. And Hmm. yeah, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that at the end because there's some... Very odd correlations. So I think it would be kind of interesting to touch on those pieces too, because this was lycanthropy or um, being a werewolf was kind of put as a surface level of for why people did things that they did. But there is truly a syndrome out there that people do believe that they are not human, that they're either Mm -hmm. a wolf or another non-human animal. Um, so we'll get into that, but, um, so that farmer ended up being killed because he tried to prove to his captors that this was truly the case. So his captors chopped his limbs off, but he died from bleeding out. Uh, so there isn't much more account on that guy. There was, so we're going to see again, a lot of trends, <laughs> Uh, In 1574, Giles Garnier, also known as the werewolf of Dole, was burned at the stake after 50 witnesses had testified against him, saying that Garnier was put to the rack because he confessed to killing and eating several children between November and December of 1573. And he was supposedly captured in the form of a wolf during attack on one of his victims.
1: Makes you wonder if it was just like a group of people, you know, targeted Mm -hmm. this guy for whatever reason. And it wouldn't take much if you got a group of people, whether it be land rights or Mm -hmm. somebody wants your property or whatever the case may be, for a group to say and make this shit up. Exactly. This poor guy gets put on the rack, and then you're going to say anything
0: at that point to try to get the torture to stop exactly oh exactly i mean we, we just talked about that in the last episode even mm-hmm. like how people will admit anything under duress until yeah. you know they can just get some sort of relief but i mean torture was freaking mm, grotesque back then um we're seeing a lot of similarities to the salem witch trials or you know not just salem but all over the world just on yeah, how any of the witchcraft the yeah. trials exactly and a lot of it had to do with mass hysteria a lot of it you know indirectly had to do with the stresses of society and their well-being at the time and people did some pretty crazy things to get the upper hand back then i mean <laughs> they still do now but let's let's be real um nothing's changed but no nothing's changed except now people may or may not have a second thought if somebody's like he's a wolf I'm only saying this because I want his mansion. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, but I mean, not much has changed. Just names and faces, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, now you accuse people of other things. Yeah, exactly. Want their shit.
0: More mm-hmm. Inappropriate conduct type of things. Agreed. Agreed. Which in a way kind of stems from this too. Um, werewolf was actually a term that people use for killers and serial killers and just morally wrong people that were open, openly morally wrong, like committing crimes that they shouldn't be, you know, really mm-hmm. nasty things. Yeah. Yeah. People use this kind of as a loose term for that. Uh, Going back into history from 15 or in the year of 1578, Jacques Rollet goes on trial in Paris because he's found guilty of being la loup-garou. Oh, which, yeah. Mm-hmm, while in the shape of a wolf, allegedly ha- he had devoured a little boy and he was burned alive in La Place de Greve. Um, but then in 1582, we have the werewolf of Auvergne, Um, burning at the stake now here is a female werewolf though yeah very rare but not unknown and there we won't get to really touch on this in the episode but there there were other cases where there were female wolves and for different reasons and kind of on the you know same lines as when people were being accused of witches as well but there were groups of people which i mean obviously we know in some in some cases like werewolves travel in packs and whatnot um there are some situations in history where people were doing that in groups but yeah she was um one of the first people really documented as a werewolf as a female um in her account is she discovered she was discovered when a large uh wolf attacked a hunter um who escaped and after having her hand slash paw cut off um it was returned then to the village and it was produced as a werewolf's paw, but come to find out, he went back home to his wife and she was trying to hide a bullety stub behind her apron. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This paw, when transformed back into a human hand, had a wedding ring on it that looked very similar to his wife's. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. All right, drumroll. The moment we've been talking about kind of briefly, but probably the most well-known from history. The most famous. The most famous. Mr. Peter Stump in 1589. This was in, was it in German, Germany, Austria? It was in Germany. Um, So Peter was also executed in Germany and he had terrorized the countryside near the area of Cologne in the form of a wolf. And under the pain of torture, so again, what can be believed, we don't know. But Peter Stump claimed that the devil had given him a magical belt, which enabled him to transform into a large, powerful wolf. And in this form, he allegedly committed many murders and other heinous crimes, some of which are described in an account of him called The Damnable Life and Death of Peter, which I would like to read. But yeah, it's an account of apparently all of the crazy things that he did. I think
1: this was covered in uh, an episode of Lore Mm. and also on um, Lore Season 1 on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. This particular case was covered on there as well. I
0: remember watching that episode. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Stump, people. Peter Stump. So, now we kind of brought in the fact that he claimed that the devil made him do it and gave him all of these influences. And this isn't the only case where we see that come into play. Obviously, that's been something that has been a historical aspect to the the faulting of werewolves and all of this stuff. And we'll get into more of that with the Catholic church. But um, in 1590, Michael Jacques had confessed to becoming a wolf seven or eight times. It depends on the account you read um, after anointing himself with something that had been given to him, he said by the devil. And although he had tried and he fortunately did fail to kidnap Children on two separate occasions, he had never eaten any. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Monsieur Jacques. Um. But another famous account comes from 1598. So the 1500s were just wild with cases of Lots werewolves. Of
1: werewolves? Yes. Lichens.
0: Hmm. 1500s, which, what you doing? What um, a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, really? From werewolves to arsenic. And, uh, <laughs> witches. Witches. Torture. Tons of stuffs, All of this stuff. I mean, lack oh, of uh,
1: hygiene. Yeah. Please don't forget that.
0: Uh, oh, the lives people lead back in the Middle Ages. So we have an individual that was dubbed werewolf of Chalon. Um, also known as the Demon Tailor, and apparently in France on December 14th, they had, you know, sent on murder charges because the unnamed man allegedly had lured children into his tailor shop in Paris where he did unspeakable things to them, murdered them, and consumed the remains. When he could not lure victims that way, he roamed the woods, supposedly in a wolf's form, to find them where he would then do the things that he did. But allegedly, he had killed several dozen people, not just children. Mm -hmm. But in that same year, uh, the Gandolin family, um, there was a sister, brother, and then two of the man's children. Uh, were tried together in France. Apparently, she had attacked two children one day and the older one survived and was able to let authorities know exactly who she was. Um, They apparently had reported that she tore them to pieces. And so they accused her brother, Pierre, of being a witch and a shapeshifter, but not just him. Others in the family, too, him and his son, had confessed apparently that they possessed an ointment that allowed them to change into wolves. Now, whether or not this was done under the influence of torture, hmm, probably, but you know it was still in the documents um there were apparently scars on their bodies that were reportedly. Uh, to be from a dog tax when they were in the form of a wolf. And then once they were imprisoned, they had moved around on all fours and howled in their cells. And um, not only was the daughter who had actually killed those two kids, uh, you know, harassed as being a wolf, but she was also accused of being a witch on top of it all. And all three of them hanged and burned, but really the daughter was the only one that absolutely did the killing. Nobody else did. They were just everybody accused
1: of it. else just got thrown in the mix. Mm-hmm. That's just associated with the Damn, can you imagine?
0: Yeah, right? Oh Nope. 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 Your
1: brother gets a bad rap and you're going down too. <laughs> I'd be like, mm.
0: be looking at my brother, like, <laughs> like you are gonna freaking get it now, buddy.
1: Get your shit together.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my brother be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the older one, so he's got that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're the older one, but <laughs> uh, one of the other accounts. Now we finally made it into the 1600s. That was a lot for the 1500s. It, it really was. It's like, what in the hell, 1500s? What were you doing?
1: I think what were you just on? Didn't, just didn't have anything better to do, apparently. Yeah, just truly. People of being witches and werewolves.
0: Right. It was like the thing to do. Right. Uh, I mean, I know people, it was a very labor intensive time in life, but my God, get a hobby. Um, and, and a hobby that doesn't involve accusing people of being werewolves <laughs> yeah. and witches. Thank you.
1: Uh, you know, do some sewing or some knitting. Sewing. or Weave yeah. some yarn or something. Yeah. Make a rug.
0: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Spruce up your dirty houses.
1: <laughs> I mean. Get a broom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get a room. Literally. Like, I know there was dirt floors. They need to be covered with some rugs. Come on. Um, in, 1692 in Livonia, Sweden. There was an 80 year old man named Theus who apparently laughed out loud at a court when he was being accused of being a werewolf. And he was like, <laughs> "Dude, I was, I, I was a werewolf." <laughs> and he's like, "And I, I entered hell three times, three times a year." Yeah, he showed up. He showed up in court and he told a story. So apparently...
1: Yeah, he had VIP <laughs> passes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This 80-year-old was getting it. Uh, Theus knew what was up, apparently. But no, he he said that he entered hell three times a year to battle witches and devils and ensure a good harvest for his community every year. Hmm. Because it was apparently revolved around who he could battle and defeat in hell. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so he I mean, was... A-
1: he was a saint, actually, Yeah. look at it.
0: He was right. doing the work of the people. Exactly. 80-year-old Theus was just being a badass, so y'all could eat. I mean, <laughs> he's just doing what he needs to do. But he was later convicted of practicing folk magic and sentenced to flogging, and oh, he was man. banished for life. That would be a really fun episode, though, too, because Scandinavia has some really cool history when it comes to magic. but. Mm. Theus, he's just going into hell three times a year to do some shit so people can eat. But you know, badass eighty year old. Yeah, <poor Theus. laughs> um
1: So That's the yeah, guy I want on my side, if he's right? Willing to go do that. Go on, right? An
0: eighty year old going into hell three times a year to battle things, just so he's like
1: the. The older version of Constantine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. That's all. Aw- yeah, I never even thought about it that way. He is Constantine. 80 <laughs> year old Constantine. <laughs> Shout out theist in Sweden. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But hey, that is not the only mention either of werewolves going into hell in the name of good. Touch on that. Drop
1: some knowledge. Yeah, drop some knowledge on me.
0: Yeah. Um, There are other accounts that go into the 1700s and 1800s. More recently, so let's go back like a 100 years or so. Exactly 90 years, actually. (laughs) Um, In 1933, There was an eccentric British occult writer and clergyman, uh, Montague Summers, who apparently published works called The Werewolf. And he is known primarily for his 1928 English translation of the Medieval Witch Hunters Manual. Um, It's called the Maleus Maleficarium.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, me too. I haven't read it. I would love to, though, because it sounds really interesting. Um, But he also um, translated some other studies on witches and vampires and werewolves. Um, But he believed in all of it, and he would definitely proclaim it to people that he believed in it from things that he had seen during his research. So I kind of want to look into him. He sounds like a cool guy. So long-winded history lesson. I hope you stuck in there with me. We we saw some patterns. People were burning at the stake for saying that they had turned into werewolves. Sometimes they were serial killers and doing some really nasty stuff. And other times you had badasses like theists that were just trying to help some people out. But we have to, you know, remember that werewolf was a term that was used for people who are murderers, serial killers, um, people that did disgusting things. It was kind of a loose term for nasty, nasty crimes. Um, but these are just some of the historical counts that have been documented uh, throughout the years. And there are a lot more, but that's just covering the, the the tip of the iceberg, really. But we we touched on this earlier. Why don't we take a, a little bit of a look at clinical lycanthropy? Uh, it's also known as lycomania. It's a mental disorder where the individual believes they are a wolf or another non human creature. It's a really rare variant of a delusional misidentification syndrome. It has been a disorder for literally probably the beginning of time because we have records that date back quite a ways. And even till now, no one has ever been able to get to the bottom of really figuring out what causes this to happen. But there are some theories on it, which we can touch into because it kind of plays into some things that have been happening recently. So some signs that may show that you have clinical lycanthropy are claiming to see physical changes in your own body when looking in the mirror, like the lengthening of teeth, claws, or your hair growing or hair growing in places you normally don't have it. It could be involving making growling or howling noises or other animal sounds, craving or eating raw meat, or walking on all fours. Now, some people who have experienced clinical lycanthropy have said that they have had moments where they recognize that they are human, but they could not look back and recall that they felt so. So they felt like an animal the whole time. There was no human association with what they were experiencing in that point in time. Um, What
1: do you know what the triggers are? Are there any triggers
0: like Yes, there are. Um, Let me see. I did find that list. So here are some of, and this is just a really short list of what can be causing this. And these are some pretty extreme situations, but I think one of them really plays into things that have been happening recently. Um, Drug intoxication and or withdrawal can be a cause. Cerebral vascular disease, uh, traumatic brain injury, dementia, delirium, seizures. Um, Sometimes in cases for people who have experienced this, Seem to have some things in common. Um, Sometimes it involves bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, or um, psychotic depressions. It can make them hallucinate, but it can also be caused by hallucinogenic drugs, drinking alcohol, or having epilepsy. Another big factor on how this can be caused is from a really traumatic, life changing event. So, with that being said, let's kind of talk about some things that have been popping up in the news in the last couple of years. There have been some accounts from schools around the country where students have actually been requesting litter boxes in their bathrooms because they identify as animals, dogs, Are cats. Are you serious? No, for real. This is legitimate. What the hell? Yeah. And they, they act like animals in class. And it it really only began after the pandemic took hold and they were working, usually studying remote and only going into school certain days a week. So It
1: sounds like a mental health thing to me. Yes,
0: like... yes. And, you know, there are a lot of different accounts of students from elementary school, middle school, and high school that, this is happening to now a lot of people are like well they were fine literally two days ago or you know but then suddenly that's exactly how they are every second of every day
1: that's weird
0: yeah so a lot of parents you know on school boards and stuff like that are like they're doing this for attention yada yada but doctors are starting to study this and say well The pandemic could be a case and why this is happening. You know, kids don't know what's going on. The world just had a major historical event. This might be a way that they're kind of processing things. Not to say that it should keep going on because this needs to be handled and they need to seek, you know, help, some help with this. But they said that this may or may not be a case to where. This is influencing them and how they're handling certain things. Now, a lot of doctors are also saying that your brain has a big factor to do with how things influence you and popular culture, games, Mm TV, um, and people around you acting in certain ways immediately affects how you are going to react in your own life and what your brain finds impressionable and what you deem is okay and what you want to portray in yourself, so there's a lot of different things in this situation, but I do think that it's interesting that we're seeing more cases of this right now because there's definitely things that people haven't processed with having such a big event happen now. Mm-hmm you know a lot of people are like this is new you know these kids blah 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 but it's like we got to look back in history this has been a thing forever there are news articles even uh for our Patreon listeners we did a bonus episode on weird headlines in Wisconsin in that same book there were several articles that talked about kids that believed they were wolves and dogs And they had news clippings about them and they ended up going into an insane asylum in some cases in order to be healed or fixed. I mean, this is something that's been going on for ages and usually it involves some sort of traumatic event, whether it be medical or outside. I would say trauma for sure Yeah, would trigger that. Right. So I, I thought it was a little, you know, once I did more digging on this, I was like, this kind of sounds like the stuff you've been hearing in the news lately with like kids coming back to school and, you know, there's, there's like a rising number of this stuff happening. Um, so obviously we talked about, there's a lot of different triggers, a lot of aspects that could be attributing to this happening when we kind of bring it down to the wire. It can be treated over time. There isn't an instantaneous cure for any of this, and there isn't a standard treatment. It really has to be personalized to the person because it involves um, psychological um, you know, intake of the person, also medical intake of the person, because they kind of work hand in hand in this case for this particular syndrome. Uh, In some cases, it has been reported that doctors may give an antidepressant or a mood regulator um, if there are also signs of depression or mania in a person that has this syndrome, because that has been a correlation in a group, but not all groups. It's just kind of all over the place, which is why people can't really figure out what's truly causing it. Um... But usually in these cases for those particular people, um, this actually did help them over time. Um, but yeah, there, there is so much that could be talked about with, um, this syndrome because there's a lot of, a lot of belief that this is, um, affecting people and like you know you, you talk about sociology in school and how in certain times in certain generations people start having one frame of mind or things are changing and weird things happen for people medically or and it, it's just kind of one of those things like is this kind of a correlation with what we're seeing right now mm-hmm. it's interesting so that might be like a weird, like philosophical debate to have. I don't know. It's definitely uh,
1: been going on for some time. It's yeah, not like a new,
0: no, thing. right. And like, I mean, hundreds of years. Yeah, Thou- thousands. thousands <laughs> yeah, yeah, thousands of years, maybe thousands. And in some cases, where people were put on trial, they really truly believed that they were werewolves, and in other cases, they were just accused because people thought they were. So, I mean. We're going back to witch trials and stuff, too. Um, and that's not the only thing that people kind of said, oh, yeah, like, this is true because um, I can't remember the name of the syndrome, but it's where um, people grow hair all over their body.
1: Um, It starts um, with an H. Yes. And I can't remember what it is. Is but- it like hirsutitis or something like
0: that? Let's see. I think you're on the right track. But yeah, there've been I mean that's been a thing that's been going around for centuries also, like thousands and thousands of years. Oh. It started with an h. I was sort of close.
1: Hypertrichosis.
0: Oh, oh wow.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't know what hirsutiasis
0: is. <laughs> I don't either. I was like I think it that sounds like it could be on the it right starts track. With an h. <laughs> It's better than what I would have said. I
1: mean, like I don't know what it's called. Oh, hirsutism, excessive hair growth on unexpected areas of the body. So yeah, the same. Oh, and hirsutism are the same. Boom! People. Look at you, Mike. Drop Still got it. Still Haley's got it.
0: it. <laughs> Haley's got it. Blair does not. <laughs>
1: I'm like, there's this thing. I don't remember what it's called. Like, I mean, I do love a good chest hair, so. <laughs> <laughs> A man with chest hair, come at me.
0: I mean, I mean, we kind of touched it on the D episode. We did. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna
1: lie. So men, don't feel like you have to shave your chest hair. I mean, there's plenty of women who um, are more than happy to get their fingers wrapped in that.
0: <laughs> this
1: is true. I'll That's twirl my true. fingers happily in that chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. I feel like sometimes I'm just like destined to make you ruin your microphone.
0: It's okay. Eventually it will happen one day. But not <laughs> not this moment. I was gonna say not this day, but there's still time for that. <laughs> there's still time.
1: Um... <laughs> we have one more
0: episode to record. <gasps> I know. We're not even done with this one. I've been I haven't even gotten to the historical cringies yet. Ooh, let's do it. I know. Um, um, okay, hold on. One more thing I have to mention about clinical lycanthropy. So there are a couple of other things, too, that might, might be a factor. I'm so sorry, listeners. I hope this isn't snooze fest for you. I'm just like over here like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, like all this stuff. Um, so some other possibilities are kind of in this list of things for clinical lycanthropy. Um, for those medical situations that are unexplainable where people have feelings or, sen- or you know, uh, sensations that they can't quite describe, such as thinking there, there are wires in your mouth or feeling tightness in parts of your body that you can't explain, that might have something to do with this syndrome. Um, tr- trouble processing information received through your senses, which, I mean... That's a little vague because I feel like sometimes that's me. I think because, a lot of those. I I, mean... like,
1: <laughs> I think a lot of those fit my own criteria. Not so much the wires in the mouth, but um, no, some of but the like
0: Check. like tr- yeah, like trouble processing information. You mean <laughs> my day-to-day life? Check. Like <laughs> I am dumb sometimes. <laughs> um. <laughs> um some other factors could be abnormal here we go Abnor <laughs> some weird shit happening in the right half of your brain all right <laughs> oh no maybe maybe i'm coming down with it i don't know uh again can't compute trouble processing info today sorry people <laughs> um also on the list was sleep apnea uh disruptions in the circadian rhythms or the lunar cycles. Um but yeah, this is a clinical syndrome that is reported all over the world. I'm just and like it has three, for many three, many years.
1: Three check boxes away from becoming a werewolf.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm hairy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Give it time.
0: <laughs> I'm already having too much trouble processing information. Let's not make it real. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Snooze fest over. We're gonna gonna get out of the. I'm I'm not Doctor Blair anymore. I'd make a terrible doctor. Terrible. <laughs> oh, all right. Who's ready for some historical cringies? Me. Yay. Okay, let's talk about those damn werewolf trials we keep referencing. Okay. Um, so yes, this was a thing that took place in Germany in 1589. Uh, the punishments were really, really gruesome. And these crimes for some of the people that went through it weren't necessarily proved a hundred percent. Some of them were just accusations. Same with other different trials, but I digress. So let's talk again about Peter. Stop. So, here's what happened to Peter, because he was one of the ones that was executed during the trials. Um, executioners had strapped him to a cartwheel. All right, listener discretion is advised here.
1: Trigger warning. Skip Trigger ahead.
0: warning. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that by now, mm. why are you here? No, just kidding. Not we want you
1: for the faint of heart. People. Yes.
0: Not for the vein of art. And here's why. They strapped him to the cartwheel and they removed his skin with That's hot vi- pinchers.
1: Oh, no. That's like, um, what's his name from Game of Thrones? Mm hmm. Ramsey. Ra- mm mm-hmm. Ramsey Bolton. Ooh.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why, but you said that. And then I'm just thinking of that scene where he's like waving that wiener. I'm like, hi. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why that was. <laughs> he's the worst <laughs> he is the worst he's oh. the worst
1: villain uh fight me about that i think he's the worst
0: <laughs> he i yeah he's just got a face you want to slap at that joffrey character. was he's pretty a- bad too but mhm mhm mm-hmm. talk about people you want to yeah. slap yeah those actors are really they're good actors so they're, yeah they're not I, that way in real life obviously I've but that,
1: i've heard that they've even had problems in their real lives like people yeah to them and being dicks because yes. they did such a good job
0: i actually heard that the guy who played joffrey ended up quitting his acting career yeah, because it too. ruined him yeah. poor guy yeah poor guy it's just a show people um but yeah Uh, They removed his skin without pinchers and chopped off his head before burning his body at the stake. But his head had then been attached to a wooden pole carved into the likeness of a wolf and was later displayed as a warning to others who attempted to consort with the devil. And we'll get into the Catholic Church here in a second because, I mean, it's that time frame and... There's always association somewhere. Um, Werewolf trials took place in different parts of Europe throughout the 15th, 16th, and 17th centuries. And of course, we've heard it before, but it was driven by superstitions and religious and political clashes. And it it was truly about more than what they say it was. It wasn't just about werewolves. This was like a power struggle, people. And uh, they just use this as a scapegoat, to be honest, for harsher conditions to just be cruel. And people got to learn. Greed is not good. And being a dick is also not good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Many who were accused uh, were actually beggars and hermits or... Uh, recent immigrants to the era or to the, those areas. And uh, many had confessed to being werewolves and committing heinous crimes under tortures, which we know.
1: It's terrible. How that goes. Sounds like to me that people wanted to have a reason to do heinous things to other people. Like Mm -hmm. that was an excuse to be uh, disgusting to other
0: people. Exactly. And a lot of people like to blame other people for being the way that they are. In reality, it's like, no, that's on you. Don't blame a religion. Don't blame a group of people for how you personally act because you're an asshole.
1: Yeah, you always have Mike a voice.
0: dropped. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, people. Why don't we ever learn?
1: Plenty uh, of asshattery. <laughs> yeah.
0: A lot of tomfuckery going on.
1: <laughs> Even the best people sometimes
0: surprise you. Yeah, exactly. Mm, Exactly. Um, Historians had suspected that some who suffered um, in these cases were under delusions and they were part of a population that were lower class that didn't have the ability to have any sort of education. So their intelligence levels weren't enough to make them understand what kind of situation they were truly in. um, And they didn't always know what they were admitting to. Yeah, no way to defend themselves at all. Exactly, exactly. And there were some that were accused that were actually pedophiles and serial killers, but we have to say that not all of them were and that this was just a frenzy of murder. Um, But in historical records, a lot of what we know of the trials is so fragmented and exaggerated because over time it got blown out of proportion so In many cases, we don't truly know what happened, but those are the details that we know from what's truly documented in history. But like we were talking about in so many cases for things that happened so long ago, time kind of dims things. So it's really difficult to untangle what's fact and fiction because a lot of it is from folklore and Um, real evidence is really hard to find in this case, but people still believe in this stuff. And, um, even in modern times, we've kind of refaced what a werewolf or a lichen is too. It, It keeps some of its traditional visuals, but in some cases we've kind of formed different things for this particular creature. But here's where it gets a little more cringy historically. So why don't we talk about the Catholic Church and werewolves? Because yes, at one point, they were working together. So during the Middle Ages, obviously at this time, superstitions were plentiful, like a full freaking cornucopia of spooks. People believed in it all. Uh, the Catholic Church began to say that if you believed in things like vampires and witches and werewolves and all of the other things, that you were a heretic and that you needed to burn and that was evil of you and, you know, you shouldn't be believing in those things. And we all know how they deal with people that they deem heretics. They deemed heretics... Hey. We should cover the Spanish Inquisition sometime. Anyway, yeah, that um, we should. Yeah, I, I, I always come back to Monty Python, but I just, I love, love, love the sketches. <laughs> no one never expects the Spanish Inquisition. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I just, <laughs> I, I love those, I love those Monty Python. Sketches. I love those movies. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, I'm getting off topic again. Um, after so many scares and attacks from alleged werewolves had actually taken place on full-on towns where these people slash werewolves were preying on everybody in one community, the people's fear of werewolves had just grown tenfold. So the Catholic Church finally kind of was like, all right, okay, you can believe in werewolves because they're totally real. Oh, Okay cool. So now they're real. Cool. Um, so they wanted to kind of play on people's fears here. So they took full advantage of this and they declared that those who dealt with the devil would become werewolves themselves. And in fact, in 1270, the church declared that those who did not believe in the existence of werewolves were considered heretics instead of vice versa. What? Uh Uh-huh. All right. That's confusing. Yep.
1: Make up your mind. You don't know what to think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Be like, forget about what we said before. They're real. And if you don't believe in them, you're a heretic. Like, okay. (laughs) How fast can your head spin around? hmm. Because the Catholic Church had stated that werewolves are evil and nothing but and then turned around and said that werewolves could be good and that they had a group of them that even worked for the church and that their job was to take evil beings back to hell.
1: Hmm.
0: Shout out to Theseus, sure. or Theus, sorry, not Theseus, our 80-year-old Theus from Sweden. Maybe
1: that's what he was doing. He was Maybe.
0: He just, could he was have been. Time. He was. He's getting it. He's telling the truth. Well, the Catholic church doesn't know whether or not werewolves are real and who is or who is not a heretic. <laughs> um, but so we have to kind of consider the term werewolf because it has also been used in a derogatory way throughout history as well. So. Um, why was it considered to be so? Well, oftentimes it was associated with untamed energies and trickery or deceit. And um, it was kind of the embodiment of a human's primal instincts. We're only human, but in reality, we're only animal. Also, question mark, people forget that we are i mean come on um the werewolf has been interpreted to have a struggle between the good and evil within themselves um both as a wolf and a human being so it's just kind of a term that's used for people who are uncontrollable and unruly and don't care how they portray themselves in any way of themselves including emotional urges and other urges Um, that involve animalistic instincts, which, you know, can be an insult. And we know that it has been used as an insult in the past. And in recent years, and, you know, I, I, unfortunately I wasn't able to get a lot of research done on this, but in recent years it has been brought up in popular culture to where it is actually a stereotype for certain groups that live in, the communities around us, um, more more reports of it being used as racial slurs towards Native Americans and referring to their cultures and their stories that involve shape shifting and shapeshifters. Um, so this is this is a term that has been used very diversely throughout history. It used to be a loose term for serial killers or pedophiles, and now it's being used in different terms like racial slurs and um there's a lot of confusion and contradictories with werewolves and what they have been throughout history with that being said there's a lot to take in i'm sorry a lot
1: we didn't even touch on the vikings
0: no oh my gosh no but we're gonna cover the vikings later
1: yeah and there's a little Tie that in
0: yeah, I agree. I want to talk about berserkers really bad because yeah, there, that was a definitely. really cool, uh, cool aspect. So I kind of did that on purpose because I knew we mm-hmm. would be covering that later because ooh, that's a really good story. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, the threat that has been posed by real wolves in Europe had slowly vanished, um, due to industrialization in Europe, and so. That's truly when the growing fear of wolves and werewolves kind of diminished. It went all the way up until the industrial era when wolves were scared out of town because cities were growing and populations were growing. But up until then, it was a major fear for populations all around Europe and around the world.
1: Yeah. And now we have other cryptid sightings. Yeah. Potentially resembling
0: Werewolves mm. or lichens. Yes. Um, I'm so sorry. I told you I was going to cover on the thing that gave me chills because it reminded me of... My story? Yes. Um, Because I skimmed over it. I had a whole section on the historical stuff that, yes, I went into a lot of it, but I actually skipped some of it. There's just so many yeah. accounts. Um, But the one that's going to chill you is from... Um, This took place between the years of 1764 and 1767. It was called the Beast of, now forgive me, uh, Javedan, but this beast was terrorizing a general area of the former province of Javedan. In the, oh gosh, Margaride Mountains. It's in uh, the south central area of France. Please forgive me, France. Please forgive me. Um, it was described as being a wolf-like creature the size of a cow with a wide chest and, long, and a very long sinuous tail with a lion-like tuft of fur on the end and a greyhound-like head with a large protruding fangs and mane. There were over a hundred victims from this certain beast alone in those in those years. Wow! And I was like, "Oh!" It reminded me of your story, and I was like, "Oh!" Did you ever
1: hear about the one um, that took place at a church? No. There's a church. I think it's somewhere over in Europe, and. I don't know the exact time frame, but there was supposedly this dog-like creature that was seen, like, hanging around the cemetery outside of the church. And, like, the groundskeeper saw it on multiple occasions digging up graves. And then one night when church was in session, tiny church, of course, there was a Mm -hmm. crazy storm outside and the creature, like... Burst into the church and, like, killed a bunch of people, and to this day, there are still the scratch marks on the door of the church. What? Yeah. Oh, I did not hear about this. Yeah, you'll have to do a little Googling. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a pretty famous
0: story. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and you don't – do you remember where? Or I'm
1: going to say probably – England or,
0: you know, the
1: UK or something along those lines. I, I was, wonder
0: if it happened around the area of the Demeter. I don't know. That would be oh. an interesting connection. Oh, dude, that's crazy.
1: But that church oh. is, I, I think it's still standing today. And the scratches, they like have kept the door as it was. And there was like crazy lightning strikes and all this weird stuff that was connected to it yeah oh that's so creepy
0: yeah yeah we should look into that i am that that's creepy no i need to look it up do it well i mean we've got we've got encounters with things like that today um more i mean hitting closer to home we, in wisconsin people at may have heard of the Beasts Bray Road. Um, that is. Supposed to be a werewolf. Type creature. Um, yeah. There are other. Other stories about. Shapeshifters and things around. The state. That we will. I found up. it. Yes. I want details.
1: Um, they call it the Black Shuck. Which is a term that I've heard. It's Mm -hmm. also known as bogey beast, um, bar guest, hairy jack, galley trot in um, Yorkshire and in the north. Mm -hmm. They're often associated with electrical storms, such as. The Black Shucks appear- appearance at first Bungay and then Blythburg and Suffolk. More often, though, they are linked to places rather than meteoro- meteorological conditions. Churchyards and graveyards at midnight are a favorite as well as crossroads. I um, was trying to see if I could
0: find the actual incident. Yeah, I do. Because uh, back in the Dracula episode, we had talked about the dog which people were calling the burgest
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: that jumped off the ship and bounded up the stairs of the beach and disappeared into the church's graveyards up on the hill and of course we know that there was some weird storm like things going on with that ship when it was crash ashore and stuff too so there's
1: one account that takes place in the graveyard It says, the night watchman's main duty was to make quiet surveillance of the 174-acre grounds. The land was dotted with ancient Native American burial grounds, which I also find interesting because of my own experience. One evening, movement on the mound behind the main building drew the sharp night watchman's attention as he observed what appeared to be a large animal digging furiously atop the raised earth. The creature was roughly man-sized, covered in dark fur and knelt in a way that should have been physically impossible for a four-footed beast, and it fled on two feet rather than four as soon as it noticed Shackelman's presence. The flummoxed watchman examined the mound the next day and saw that the earth had been torn by what looked like big claw marks with raking slashes and sets of three. That night, he made sure to arm himself with a big club-like flashlight before making his rounds. Sure enough, the creature was there again, digging in the mound near midnight. This time, however, it rose upon its hind legs and faced Shackleman. It stood about six feet tall and raked of rotten meat. Shackleman bravely shined the light at the creature so that he could get a good long look at it. Although it was covered in fur, he could make out powerful arms that ended in hands with thumbs and little fingers that were much smaller than the middle three digits, explaining the triple slashes in the dirt. It had a muscular torso, a canid head, with a muzzle and pointed ears. Perhaps most surprisingly of all, the creature made a growling vocalization that Shackleman later described as a neo-human voice. And it sounded to him like three syllables. ga The creature continued to make fearless eye contact with Shackleman, who felt he was in imminent and mortal danger. And this was taken from... John Nifton.com. Hmm. And it talks about um Linda Godfrey, of course we know is mm-hmm. one of the most famous re- reporters and authors of the dog man mm-hmm. phenomenon in Wisconsin. Yeah. So yeah. Oh pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. That just gave me chills thinking about things about mm-hmm. personal experiences.
1: All the, yep, all the connections. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that oh, later.
0: We will. Oh, listeners, are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel like I just like went on this like tangent, like a uh, history professor and doctor in a lecture hall. I'm so sorry. There was a lot to unpack. There were. And no offense to doctors and history professors. I'm just saying, like, I was laying down a lot of facts. And, I mean, my head hurts, so I apologize if your head also hurts. (laughs) Um, Well,
1: lucky for you, your recording is your episode. now it's my turn on the next round. So (laughs) you can get a little bit of a break. Heck yeah.
0: Oh, but my brain. Oh, I'm having trouble processing information again. Am I growing hair? Am I hairier? (laughs) Oh, no. That's cat hair. Never mind. Um, (laughs) Thanks to Lanny for rubbing his butt on me at all times. I just perpetually am covered in cat hair. (laughs) All right. It's been real, friends. It's been real. Oh, it's been real. And it's gotten real hairy this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will keep on keeping on with the listening. And, uh, and
1: you know where to find us.
0: And yeah. all the ways to
1: find us are in the show notes.
0: So Yeah. You know. It's quite diverse out there. Just give us a shout. We really want to hear from you. And we seriously, we really appreciate you listening. Even when I ramble.
1: And we would love you forever if you would be so kind as to leave us a rating Please. on Spotify and iTunes, so we can keep doing this and keep sharing macabre stories with other weirdos.
0: Yeah, we want to nerd with you because this is just us nerding about things that we like to talk about and things that we <laughs> that find we intriguing. Talk about <laughs> yeah, we're just hanging out over here. We just want you to join the party.
1: <laughs> could you imagine that would be the greatest party ever just right a bunch of weirdos together and just talk about
0: weird stuff right let me push up my glasses let's talk about some shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me pull out my what do you call it my protractor and my yes my yes pencil and my, my little notebook
0: my little pocket on my shirt <laughs> yeah we joke but really don't be offended if you are those people because. We are those people
1: too. We are those people and we love those people. Yes.
0: Because guess what? You're cool. Nerds are cool. And if you're not weird, mm, maybe you should get a little weird because normal is boring. Let's just be honest. The normies. The normies. Till next time? Till next time. Mm. All right. Yes. Till next time. (laughs) We'll We'll see you on the high seas next time. Oh, I can't wait. We gotta get out of this hairy situation.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.